the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast, and we have a game tonight. Uh, perfect for a five-finger full, balled-up fist pour of the love juice on this hashtag tequila Thursday as the Dallas Cowboys are going to take on the Alvin kamara uh, and, of course, no Michael Thomas to New Orleans Saints. Oh, Taysom Hill climbing up on Taysom Hill. Dun, 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 dun. We'll get the start. So, Luddy, we've seen some line movement here uh, this morning on the overall spread. Dallas now laying five and a half with a total of 47. So, Will, yar, shiver me timbers. Our old buddy Captain Oak coming to play here. Give me a game score prediction for this god-awful Thursday night affair. Yeah, this is just a piece of shit. I mean, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> but this Thursday nighter just absolutely blows. Um, I, it it might be fun if we had some Alvin Kamara, but uh, it, I, I'm not even sure that that would make this exciting. My bet is I'm going to be flipping back and forth between, I, I mean, I don't know. Lately, I've noticed that there's always at least three channels on my television that have some sort of uh, Marvel movie on. Um, <laughs> so now that there's like 75 of them. So yeah. I, I can always bounce back and forth between those, watch some stuff blow up. Uh, give me Dallas 24, New England, or excuse me, New Orleans, not New England, New Orleans. 20 so i'm gonna go on the under uh and i'm gonna have because the the spread has moved here uh yep. this morning yep. uh so i've got new orleans covering uh despite the fact that i have zero faith in Taysom hill i got a 24 to 20 new orleans so Ooh, I'm, I'm right there with you're you taking man. new orleans on the upset yeah why the hell not why the hell not? I, I just got trust issues with Dallas, and, and everybody is, uh, I think, downplaying this New Orleans Saints team because Alvin Kamara's out, uh, because they are you know, largely bare in the cupboard when it comes to overall options. Uh, but Taysom Hill is a gamer, and I know he's dealing with a plantar fasciitis, uh, and you know you wonder about the mobility, but look, if he were not you know close to uh, 90% and dealing with the pain tolerance, he wouldn't be starting. So, I, you know, they'll inject him. They'll numb it up. They'll tape it up. He'll go out there and be a gamer in the RPO. And they're going to keep this thing close because the Saints defense is damn good up front. Uh, and we'll see what version of Dak shows up uh, because he's just been so wildly inconsistent and unpredictable. So maybe the Sazeracs are flowing. I replaced the tequila <laughs> with, with that fine elixir uh, down there on Bourbon Street. But I think the Saints are going to get him. They're at home, so give me New Orleans, uh, and definitely take New Orleans in the points. Uh, if you don't think I'm, you know, too crazy, uh, and then take the under on the 47. With that, let's get to it. Bartender, bartender, pour us another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. Oh, what a quinky dink. Let's talk a little Taysom Hill right now. And, Lundy, let's talk about his contributions on the ground uh, because vertically, you know, I, I think it's uh, there's some serious trust issues there when you have Marquez Calloway and Traquan Smith as your primary options. Remember, no Adam Troutman. He's injured as well. I mean, it's it has been a rough going. Uh, Odell Beckham would have been a perfect fit, in other words, down there at the Crescent City. But, of course, he's with uh, the Los Angeles Rams. But, I still think Hill will get over this total, though. It's come up. I got it at 32.5 rush yards. It's up to 36.5, minus 110 at Caesars Sportsbook. Last season, in four starts, Taysom Hill averaged 9.4 rush attempts per game, and then he went 49 ground yards, 44, 83, and 33. So he was over in three of the four. Uh, he wasn't dealing with plantar fasciitis again, which is a 
a very painful tear of the tendon in your foot. And it's a slight tear for him, but he's been dealing with this, uh, you know, that management threshold. I think he'll be able to keep it on the under. Uh, so he'll grind away because his biggest strength is, again, churning up real estate with those tree trunks. And a look at Dallas, 4.38 yards per carry allowed to the running back position this season. Effectively, that's what Hill would be in an RPO play. Uh, Jalen Hurts has been over this number. Sam Darnold is right there at the number. Uh, and if you want to add a little early bonus time uh, at DraftKings, they got an odds boost, Lundy, on a Taysom Hill anytime touchdown in the first half. Boosted a plus 550, which is awfully sexy. So, feed or follow, you got to climb it up on Taysom Hill with me on the over. Again, I got a 32 and a half, and I would still just creep over to 36 and a half. I think he's going to be in the low 40s when it's all said and done. Pull that again, minus one tenant Caesars, fade or follow. Yeah, uh, this is the second day in a row that you've ruined uh, one of the best songs <laughs> that Peter Gabriel ever did. <laughs> Uh, by singing it on this podcast, and I would like to, on behalf of America, ask you to knock it the hell I, off. Wait, 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 what's up? What is your top Peter Gabriel song? Is it "Shock the Monkey"? No, it's uh, I, I, I'm a sappy guy. It's in your eyes from oh, saying well, uh, just because it, I mean it was featured in the movie. It's him. It's yeah, the boombox. Yeah. It's the whole. I mean, come on, dude. That's like that defines my childhood right there. <laughs> him in that damn trench coat with that boombox because I'm pretty sure I had that same boombox uh, as a kid. That would be number one for me. Salisbury Hills number two. Oh, um, nice. As we're as we're ranking our forget the pod. We can just sit here. We'll be like uh, those fools over at Barstool. We'll just start ran- ranking random crap. Sure. Why not? Um, I'm going to take the over with you on this. I am going to follow on it. However, I will tell you this. Uh, As a fan of the San Antonio Spurs, as you know I am, Brad, Mm -hmm. I have spent a lot of my uh, sports fandom career uh, talking about plantar fasciitis, thanks to uh, uh, the big fundamental, uh, which is Tim Duncan, who dealt with that on numerous occasions. So there's part of me that says, OK, yeah, yo, you, you fire up the cortisone, you do whatever shots you got to do to be able to get through the pain. But that ish isn't stuff you want to mess with. And so I, I think that he's going to be OK. Otherwise, Sean Payton would not put him out there. Bingo. But I do get ever so nervous when we start talking about uh, a foot ailment with a quarterback that needs to run i will say this if he takes off and runs on some design plays in the first quarter we're going to be good if he is pocket tied the first quarter we're royally screwed number four all right moving on here in this cowboys new orleans saints matchup another player prop i like and this time i'm going to live in the land down under on Dak Prescott, 283.5 pass yards. Pull this one from FanDuel at minus 114. Uh, now, Dak this season has been on the attack vertically, uh, averaging 293.2 yards per game. But that is an inflated average due to some standout performances. He's actually been up and uh, over in five games and living in the land down under in five contests. So split right down the middle. Yeah, he's number eight in completed air yards this season. But the Saints... Uh, they didn't uh, done an okay job uh, defending the pass in terms of yards per game, giving up 266.4 uh, two signal callers this season. And seven QBs have gone under this 283.5 yards total in 11 contests. Now, if you believe Dallas is going to come out and blow the doors off this New Orleans Saints team, uh, then that actually plays into the under narrative. 
my view, me insanely picking the Saints may actually trend more toward the over here. Uh, but I, I just think this number is too inflated. It's just too aggressive. I think it's going to be right around 270, 275 when it's all said and done. So Dak Prescott under 283.5 pass yards, minus 114 at FanDuel. Fade or follow. I will follow, but I'd love this number if it were like 288 and a half. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, give me just a little bit more of a cushion uh, just because I, I think he finishes in the upper 270s. Um, you know, I mean, like I said, I've got Dallas winning at 24 to 20. You've got the same score, but the other way around, which means we think it's going to be close, uh, which means Dak is going to still have to try to be on the attack from an offensive standpoint. Um, but you know, you talk about the, the, the saints giving up the two sixty six point four. let's remember there was a 400 yard game by Daniel Jones in the mix there. Um, <laughs> outlier, what, outlier yeah. alert. Well, and that's why I want to throw it out there because it is an outlier and it does mess with that, um, with that average. Obviously, if you could take that game out, which I know we can't, but if you can take that game out, you would see that average yards per game uh, allowed by the saints come down even more because Brady had 375, and like I said, Daniel Jones eclipsed 400 against them. Otherwise, um, they've been pretty much making quarterbacks live uh, underneath this number. So I'm going to follow on this one, although, you know, if we were talking about a same-game parlay where I might be able to adjust this number a little bit and then take an under, that's probably what I would do. But on a straight line bet, I'll live with you on the under, but I think it's going to be close. Hopefully we'll make some pennies with the under on deck. Number three. I'm marching on here on this hashtag tequila Thursday. One of my favorite wagers on the board is this one. Um, And, you know, you got to do a little digging to unearth it. But I pulled this one from DraftKings. And it is Zeke Elliott under 11 and a half yards for his longest run. Juiced up a little bit at minus 120 on that platform. But I'm willing to pay that juice. Why? Uh, shockingly, when I was doing research on this one, Zeke Elliott has been over this number 11 times this season, but the last time that he ran for 12 yards on a single play or more, you got to go all the way back to October 17th against the New England Patriots. So it's been a minute, to say the least. Uh, he only played, uh, he's actually played less than 65% of the team snaps in four consecutive games. He's outside the top 30 in yards after contact per attempt. And you look at the New Orleans Saints, uh, they have done a masterful job containing the run this season. One of the stiffest in the league, uh, second only to Tampa Bay and fewest rush yards per game allowed to the running back position. So you pull that all together. Uh, and knowing, too, that Zeke has got limitations with that tender knee, and I'm not buying that he's going to rip off a double-figure run tonight. So, again, fade or follow, Zeke Elliott under 11.5 yards, longest run, minus 120 at DraftKings Sportsbook. You're saying that Skeletor manipulates the media? What? <laughs> what? That's accurate. You th- That's accurate. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going to follow on this one as well. In part, you talked about he hasn't done it since uh, since back in October, but uh, I'm with you. We're talking about a guy that is not 100%. Um, and that seems to be pretty obvious just from the eye test. So, you know, Jerry Jones can say whatever he wants, but his stud running back is just not at – Uh, at full capacity and at the same time you're going up against this really good Saints rush defense so those two things combined you know can he break off one for six or seven sure but I don't see him getting to a dozen I'll follow we're going under stick around for our top picks on Thursday night football plus bonus time in the NHL NBA and of course college basketball 
Number two. All right, let's get back after it down on Bourbon Street. And let's have a cheap shot of tequila here for our guy, C.D. Lamb, who's got a pack of buzz in the box score. Give me the over on 64.5 receiving yards. Actually come down a little bit. I just noticed 63.5 right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, and it's just minus 115. Now, this total has uh, jumped all around here the last uh, 24 to 48 hours, largely because of whether or not Amari Cooper is going to play. Now, Cooper is off the COVID list, uh, was still symptomatic uh, just a couple of days ago, but I guess tested negative. Uh, We'll see if he gives it a go officially tonight, but he could be limited in some capacity, and I think that's influencing the movement on this line. It was as high as 67.5. It was as low as 60.5. That's what I locked it in at uh, when the lines came out late on Monday night, but uh, this is still a soft number in my estimation because you look at the New Orleans Saints this season, uh, they have struggled in slot coverage this year, and Lamb's lining up in the slot about 20% of the time, not nearly as much as he was last year, but with Cooper back on the field, I think he's going to be more so in the slot tonight, and he's going to get a lot of P.J. Williams and coverage is going up at 81% catch rate to his assignments, and when he shifts outside, probably some Marshawn Lattimore there, and you might say, well, that's a brand name. I know who that is. Well, he has been rather forgiving this season. Uh, evidenced by his 129.7 passer rating allowed. Now, 13 wide receivers have been over the 64.5 yards number against the Saints this season. Lamb, number 12 in yards per route run, and he's been over this total seven times this year. Honestly, I think this number should be at 70.5. The fact that it's at 64.5, 63.5, 67.5, it doesn't matter. Anything south of 70.5, I think, is a value. I think in the end here, it's going to be like five catches, uh, 71 to 77 yards, possible touchdown for bah, bah, C.D. Lamb. So, fade or follow, Lundy, my over on the Lamb Chops, uh, 64 and a half receiving yards. Uh, again, minus 115 at DraftKings. I don't, I don't know if I'm as bullish as you are about this getting all the way up to the to the 70s or not, but, you know, I, I think he's going to wind up having a pretty solid game. He's going to be uh, uh, the main target that Dak's going to have to look to, even though you and I are on his under in his passing yards. I think he can get to 68. Oh, I almost went there. Almost uh, went there. Uh, I think he's going to get to. Uh, I think he's going to get to the upper 60s. So yeah. I don't know if he crosses that 70 threshold. If he does, it's probably going to be because there's a long catch in there, something between 18, 23 yards, um, that helps him get there. But I, I don't know that he's going to get all the way up to the 70. But I like him at this 64 and a half. Even though this has crept up a little bit, I still think you can bet it with confidence. Yeah, no doubt about it. CD Lamb will make you some loonies tonight. Number one. All right, my top play on the board, and it is indisputable, it is irrefutable. Uh, it is Tony Pollard, and I'm going to take the over on 16 and a half receiving yards. Uh, minus 110 right now at FanDuel Sportsbook at tape time. This is a head scratcher. Honestly, it doesn't make any damn sense. Uh, we're expecting Tony Pollard to see an increase in overall usage and snap share. Uh, and you look over the last four games, uh, he is – really taking on a prominent role as a pass catcher. He's averaging 12.5 routes run per game over that stretch. He has been over this number with ease in six of his last seven, eight times in total this season. And look at the Saints. They've done a pretty good job uh, containing the short field against pass-catching running backs. 3.6 receptions per game, just 30.5 receiving yards per game. But six guys have gone over this total 
at the running back position. So knowing the juice that he has got in those legs, and it's going to be on the loose tonight, knowing he could see an increase in overall opportunity share with Zeke Elliott ailing. Uh, I love this over on the 16 and a half. Uh, this is definitely sledgehammer worthy, maybe multiple eggplant emojis as well when you're texting your friends. So fade or follow, my man. Uh, are you equally as engorged as I am for Tony Pollard over 16 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 at DraftKings? You're drunk already, aren't you? I am. Okay. I just I, I just think it's important that we go ahead and establish that because we got eggplant emojis rolling around. Yeah. We got yeah. we, we got all kind we got farm animal noises. I mean, there's just a, there's some weird crap going on on today's podcast. I'm not sure I really want to be affiliated with this. Uh, I will be affiliated <laughs> with this bet, however, uh, especially with the trend that he's been doing in six out of the last seven. Um, but yeah, I I'm going to follow on this one. I think he gets up into the 20s, and I think it could even wind up being higher than that by the time it's all said and done. Because you got to try to get away from that uh, that the that defensive front of the Saints, as we know, when it comes to them trying to stop the run get out to the outside. I think Tony Pollard could do that. And you and I have already talked about the shortcomings. We think that Zeke is dealing with, with his injuries. So that means uh, again, despite what Skeletor is saying, I think Pollard's still going to be a big part of this. Yeah, no doubt about it. Love me some Tony Pollard. And they really just need to give him uh, more of the workload overall. Cause Zeke just looks like he's running through molasses right now with that. Oh, Lundy, we're just getting started. It's bonus time. I know you are going to drop the puck and hopefully make us some bucks in the NHL. What do you got? Uh, let's work on uh, that one. Hit on the uh, missed on a couple of the games last night, but holy sweet Jesus, there was a lot of scoring last night in the uh, in the NHL. Uh, uh, Toronto dropped an eight burger on Colorado. Oh, wow. um, so uh, yeah, it is some really wild scoring last night. Uh, in the NHL. I don't know if we're going to see those exact same kinds of totals. And in fact, uh, the books have already moved the the uh, total between Colorado and Montreal to six and a half tonight. You do not see it get up over six very often, but we're going to look at uh, some money lines and some uh, puck lines uh, across the across the board. Give me Tampa on the money line against St. Louis at a minus 160. Uh, Tampa was up 3 nothing earlier this week on St. Louis and managed to lose in overtime. So I think the Lightning are pissed off uh, that they let that happen. I think they're going to come back and beat uh, St. Louis this time. So give me Tampa on the money line. It is juiced up a bit, so you might want to parlay it with one of these other ones. Give me the Washington Capitals on the 60-minute line. Get them to win it. Uh, without it going into overtime they're a heavy favorite but if you take them in regulation uh, you can bring that down to a minus 115 and the Carolina Hurricanes are at home taking on the Ottawa Senators we're going to go puck line on that one give me uh, Carolina to win uh, by at least two goals that one's at a minus 135 so Washington in regulation Carolina on the puck line Tampa Lightning on the money line any of those individually or if you want to pair them up feel free but those are my three confidence picks on the ice tonight absolutely love it my man uh, let's do a little same game parlay action and right now if uh, you have a DraftKings Sportsbook account uh, you can opt in there giving away a hundred percent profit boost just for tonight's same game parlay action. And naturally, I could not resist that. It can wager all the way up to $50 on it. That's the max bet. So uh, I maxed out on this lovely leg. It's a six-legger. And with the 100% profit boost, it pays plus 540. Uh, I mentioned, again, the Saints have done a pretty good job uh, in the short field in coverage against pass-catching running backs. But Dak Prescott throws a lot to his backs and getting these guys in space. I think they can get over some of these low thresholds. So give me Zeke Elliott. 
over 14 and a half receiving yards, which he has done in six straight games. Uh, give me Tony Pollard over the 10 plus uh, receiving yards. Again, he has done this in six of his last seven. Give me Tony Pollard two or more receptions. Zeke Elliott two or more receptions. And then give me the under on Dalton Schultz, 69 and a half receiving yards. Just way too aggressive of a line. And then give me the under on the alt line of Zeke Elliott, 69 and a half rush yards for him. Again, the standard line is in the low 40s for him on rush yards, and uh, you cannot run. you got to usually you know, use a crowbar to pry open some space up front against this Saints unit. So all six legs of that hits, and you're talking about plus 540. So if you max out at 50 bucks, it pays an awesome 320. So fingers and toes crossed that one comes through. Let's go to the world of college basketball, shall we? Give me the under on the St. Mary's and Utah State matchup. 128 and a half is what I got this at. It's going to be snug, but I think this game's going to be in the 120 to 125 range when it's all said and done. Why? It's all about tempo, and both these teams play at a snail's pace. Uh, you look at St. Mary's, number 332 in the country in adjusted tempo. Utah State, number 225. Uh, not only that, but you know St. Mary's in terms of average possession length, number 300 in the nation. Both these teams, too, very good defensively. The Gales giving up to 0.90 points per possession. The Aggies, 0.96 points per possession. So I think the under will prevail here on the 128.5. Pull that one from DraftKings at minus 110. And then let's go to the NBA and put in a two-leg parlay. Give me Lonzo Ball over four and a half rebounds, uh, or excuse me, four and a half assists against the Knicks. Uh, Ball's been over four and a half assists in seven of his last nine games. Uh, though he did split in two prior matchups against the Knickerbockers, uh, five assists in one, four in another. Uh, it's juiced up right now to minus 140, so I'm going to slap that together with Jay Crowder to get a steal. That's all I need. I need one swipe for Jay Crowder. Uh, and his matchup against the Pistons, uh, he, by the way, has logged a steal in 17 of 21 games this season. If Lonzo gets over four and a half assists, if Crowder gets me one measly steal, plus 161 at DraftKings Sportsbook. And there you go. That is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there. At Noisy Huevos, drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this broadcast. And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.